Hello, folks, and welcome to the first and inaugural, I think is the right word, episode of the Heroes Die Best Left Buried campaign. And thank you so much for joining us. My name is Jason Morgan. I am your game master, so it's my job to kind of set the scene for the story and adjudicate the rules. And I'm going to introduce you to two of the four players that will make up our cast for the Best Left Buried campaign. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Ladies, go ahead. I'm Taya. Um, I'm going to be playing Elspeth Pike. Um, she's a kind of sassy um, inventor, half-elf woman. Great. Amazing. I am Paula. I'm going to be playing Kit. She is a rogue street thief. Okay. And when we come back, we will start the Best Left Buried campaign. Ah, old friend, you're here again. So glad you could stop by. Come, sit a while and let's begin. The tale of heroes die. In distant lands are stories made with villains most despised. A tale of magic, strength, and blade. Of camaraderie and lies. It's one I know quite well, you see. Perhaps you'll find out why. The legends and the histories remember. Heroes die. And we're back. Okay. So we open, we find ourselves in the city of Zadash, inside the Dwendalian Empire. It is, it is evening, it is an early spring night. We start, the camera pans over to Kit. Kit, for the last two days, or starting yesterday, during the day, you thought you were being, you thought you were being followed. You could, at first you sensed something, and then you started noticing people watching you more closely than you'd like. You spend a lot of time in the streets and the streets are not friendly or kind to you. And this extra, this extra visibility frightened you immediately. As you, as you began looking to evade what seemed like some sort of concerted effort to catch you, uh, you started noticing periodically as you would, as you would find places to get out of the way and you'd think you were safe, you saw this figure hooded with a, a dark cowl or a deep cowl so dark that you couldn't see into the face. But as you, as you saw this figure, you'd note again and again, the already cold spring day would get colder. You'd see your breath and would feel the need to run again and again. Through last night, through to all day today, you have found yourself relentlessly pursued. You thought to go back to safety, your crow's nest. But then you realize that whatever this thing is, whatever's happening here, this pursuit is determined and dogged and has some, some way to catch you even when you think, even when you think you couldn't possibly be followed. So you've decided, you've decided that it wouldn't be safe to return and potentially lead whoever this is back to your little crows. 
we we focus on Kit as you are running rapidly across a rooftop. Hope in hopes of of getting away. And with that, let's start. Let's start on you. Kit, what would you like to do? You are in you're in the market district of the city. So it's it's upper scale, it's evening. There are guards out on the streets, and you've you've seen now, you've caught a few glimpses of your pursuers, both this mysterious figure and some more mundane humanoid pursuers. So yeah, like you said, Kit is not going to want to go back to the nest. So in fact, she's going to want to go the opposite direction. She doesn't know who's pursuing her. She doesn't know if they even potentially might know who she is or know who she's associated with. So she's going to try her best to to just stay as far away um, as possible. And she's running. She's she's running towards this this spot that. Her and Jack, a long time ago, made an agreement that if ever they needed to disappear for a while, um, or if anything was like going wrong, that they would leave a signal here. And this is a this is a place that neither of them um, really go often. So it's like a safe place where she can. She can she can go there and feel good about it not being um, a place that's gonna lead anyone to her friends, um, but it's this abandoned warehouse, and there's like there's like this um, upper floor. It's it's multiple floors, and like there's this upper floor, and there's one window in the corner, and that's the place where they've agreed to leave a signal. And so she's going to try to get to this abandoned warehouse, to this window, and um, and see if she can um, see if she can do this without being seen by her pursuers. Great, absolutely. Um, so you're running rooftop to rooftop uh, ahead of you. You think you've got a good distance on your pursuit. Um, you think you have a good distance on your, on your pursuers right now? That being said, that, that sense of safety has proved false before. There is a slow and safe way to this point that you can take. Alternatively, being on the rooftops, you can keep moving fast, but you're going to have to risk jumping over a number of gaps between buildings. What would you like to do? She's gonna she's gonna take the fast, riskier, riskier route. Okay, great. That's what I was hoping. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, running running quickly, you you run into your first your first significant gap. Can I get an acrobatics roll, please? Oh my goodness. Okay. First roll of the campaign. Yes. Don't fail me, Day. Oh my goodness. That's not great. Um, Okay, so I rolled a six, but I do have a plus six. Um, So that's a 12. Slick under your feet. Uh, You slide a little bit as you get towards the edge, but you recover 
bounce and bound, clearing clearing the rooftops. You're making you're making good time. You're making good time, but in the heat of the pursuit, this being night and and with a little bit of a little bit of snow starting to come in, you've you're having trouble getting a sense of where you need to go. Do you mind rolling me a perception check to get a sense of how we're going to get to this location? That is pretty good. That I rolled a 14 plus 3, so 17. Absolutely. With that, you're able to you're able to quickly locate. You you reorient yourself. You're moving swiftly. Uh, swiftly and relatively quietly over the rooftops. You can still see guards on patrol on occasion down in the streets. As you move to, as you move towards the sprawl in this abandoned warehouse, the, the roofs are no longer, or the roofways are no longer a valid, are no longer a valid pathway. You, you go back to street level and there's a couple, there's much less much less presence of guards on the street now, but with war coming, or with the war war now underway, there has been the whole city is much more on guard. Can you please can you please give me a stealth check to get into the warehouse unnoticed? Oh, okay. Stealth. I'm pretty good at this. Oh my gosh. I rolled a two. I have plus eight, so that's a ten. Wow, that's that is shocking. <laughs> that is shocking. But as you as you're crossing towards the warehouse, right as you're right as you're getting ready to open a back door, you see the light of a torch from a guard rounding a corner. You duck back into the shadows, hoping not to be seen. And the tense moment passes as you see see the figure at the end of the alleyway looking in, trying to see something, but then they they move on and continue with whatever they're doing. You're gonna be able to get into this get into this house. I'm gonna leave you now in the scene. You can compose your note for um, for the crows. And but you're you sense that your time is limited. So you'll want to be brief and get this, get whatever signal you're done written down quickly. Okay. And with that, we're gonna we're gonna pause on Kit, and the camera's gonna focus over. Uh, the camera's gonna focus over to uh, Essie or Elspeth, and we have our first interaction with Elspeth. Elspeth, you're in your room, or Essie. I'm sorry, you're in your room. You've you've had dinner again. Another shockingly tense meal with your family the tensions between you and your father have been running higher and higher he is he is insistent that he's not going to share with you the details of whatever he's working going on and the sense like the sense of of you know hurt that you have is both as both he somehow keeps you from being able to grow and expand on your own and tries to hold you back. And at the same time, as he begins working on something, he's unwilling to share with you, right? It's it's gotten to you. Now, these last few weeks, you've been planning 
in secret to leave and and make a name for yourself on your own and here you are in your room determined that tonight is the night and that whether or not your friend kit is willing to come with you you are leaving so we're we sit you in your room alone packing so, the last of your things sorry go ahead yeah so essie her her movements are, are just a little bit more abrupt than normal um she's got a lot of supplies laid out on her bed and then uh, an almost a bag over on the side of the bed and and her movements are jerky you know she just came back from from a fight essentially at the dinner table and so she's she's got what everything you could possibly imagine to want to go on a journey laid out on this bed she's got extra travel clothes she's got spy glasses she's got you know different like chisels and little brushes she's got empty vials she's got a, a rope ladder her bedroll like just everything you could possibly think of to need on the road um and she's just taking up items and putting them in her backpack but there's no way that all of these items should fit in this bag, but she'll, you know, she's rolling up the, the rope ladder and, and she's tucking it in the bag and, and somehow you can't see it when you look in the bag. And so she's just, as she does it, she's just kind of muttering to herself. She's like, oh, I'll show you that I, I should be left out of this. <laughs> Great. As, uh, as that occurs, there's a gentle knocking at your door. Um, she'll quickly like flip a, a like a um, probably like a blanket over the things that she hasn't put in the backpack yet, and she'll just walk over towards the door and, and kick it, it open. As you flip, as you flip the the blanket over, you hear the door begin to creak open. All right, uh, who's roll, there? Roll me a please. Roll me a sleight of hand check. The Elspeth Pat guarantee of excellence. Oh, that's real good. <laughs> um. So, so with guidance, that's a 28 total. <laughs> the Elspeth Pike guarantee of excellence. Excellence. I love it. Okay. Uh, the door, the door creaks open and your mother walks in Elmira. She is, she is now, you know her, but I'm going to describe her to our audience who doesn't. She is a half elven woman seems to be in her in her mid to late 40s um she's dressed very well she's just very well she has a she has a nice vest on top of her her very fine clothing um you know at dinner she's once again trying to trying to mediate and calm down and she comes in she goes elspeth my dear do you have uh do you have a minute she'll she'll look like like almost begrudging, like she knew this conversation was going to happen. And she'll be like, mom, you cannot keep continuing to take his side. He is hiding something. And I don't, I don't even care if he's hurt. I said what I said and, and I stand by it. She, she steps in, she goes, I know, I know, Essie, I know. And she pulls a chair from your desk and sits down. Uh, she flips it backwards and, and leans over it. And uh, she goes, Listen, Essie, this time of life, these things that are going on between you and your father, it's it's natural. It's important to remember as we as we have these strong feelings 
you got to make sure that you let him out in a constructive way. Okay? Yeah, but... All I ask is, don't be rash. Be patient. I know it's hard, but but find patience. Oh, her, one of Essie's, like, eyes will twitch a little bit in guilt. Um, and her shoulders will slump a little bit, and she's just going to say, Mom, I've been his partner for, for years in in everything. We've we've tinkered together we've we've done so many things together even for the crown and and now he's cutting me out how am i supposed to be patient with that and besides you know patience isn't exactly what i'm good at in life i probably got that from you you know patience is one of those things that you just get better at with time and she smiles and then she stands up and she sits down, sits down on the bed next to you or sits down on the bed and indicates for you to sit down. Essie will be a little nervous as she sits down in the bed and try to like direct her to a spot that she has that does not have a rope ladder underneath the blanket. Yeah, absolutely. Give me a deception check. You're trying to trying to be oh, sly no. about it. You bet. Oh, all right. That's pretty good. That's a, a 16 total. So she, she's like, oh, yeah, of course. And she sits down where you're you're hoping she will. She sits down beside you. She grabs your hand. She's like, listen, Essie. I don't know what he's up to, but I trust your father. And I'm concerned about what happened at the dig. I'm concerned that we're back here and all I can do now is focus on is focus on my work and what I need to do for myself, for you kids and for the family. And you have to do the same. Sometimes life just is hard and we don't understand things. Your father loves you. No, I know. Are the twins all right? I didn't, I didn't upset him too much, did I? There was a little bit of hollering. They're fine and they'll be fine. All right. And she gives you a hug. And we're going to cut away from that warm and inviting scene. And we find ourselves back with... Um, we find ourselves back with... With Kit. You are in this warehouse. It is dark. You have frantically scribbled down your note. Do you mind sharing a little bit about what you've put in it? Well, actually, um, she she is going to scratch the note into with her with her dagger. She's going to scratch the note into the wall, like the kind of like the window sill, um, and she doesn't she doesn't write in common. She she doesn't know how to. She writes uh, using thieves can't, and so it's just you know three or four symbols that basically indicate you know being pursued, um, have to leave town, um, stay vigilant, and don't look for me, um, and. 
yeah, so she's scratched, she's used her dagger to scratch that into the windowsill, and um, she is going to leave, like, take this, she's got this little, it's like a very tattered silk handkerchief that just looks frayed around the edges, um, stained, faded, like it looks really bad. Um, she's gonna take it out and, you know, her hands are kind of shaking and she's gonna, she's gonna hold it for a sec and then she's gonna put it, um, like underneath is if there's like a brick or a rock or something or like a piece of rubble, um, she's gonna put it underneath with a little bit of the corner sticking out. Um, and then she's just going to book it out of there. Um, she's going to try to make it to the next spot she wants to go to is kind of like, um, it's another warehouse, but it's like pretty far away, uh, several blocks away. And it's, she's hidden like a go bag, basically, um, where, you know, if, if things go bad, um, it just has some supplies. Cause she doesn't actually have anything with her cause she hasn't been able to go back to the nest. Um, so she's gonna go see if her go bag is still there. She put it there like a long time ago. So as, she's gonna go see if she can get that. As you're hiding the, the scarf, you hear that familiar <laughs> and the scratching that comes with it like some some sort of animal sound and as you breathe out you can see even in the dark your breath foggier than normal there's some broken glass and you can see you can see water vapor condensed to it and you hear the sound of the door to the warehouse creak as it opens. How do you want to get out? Oh, <laughs> my heart is pounding. Um, can't, so the window, like the window's broken. Can there are some, there are some broken panes in this very large window. Okay. She's going to try to go out the window. Like, if she needs to break any more of the window out, she will. And she's going to try to go out the window. So you have two options. You could break out some of the window here at this level. Otherwise, if you climb up a little bit, there's a walkway above you. And there, there's enough shattered glass over the walkway or enough opening of the walkway that you could climb out into the warehouse or climb out outside the warehouse without making a lot of sound. I will do that for sure. Okay. Can you, do you have a climb speed? I don't think so. Okay. Then in that case, what I'd like you to do is roll me an acrobatics or athletics check in order to get up to that, to that next level. Acrobatics it is. Um, that's a 17. Nice. You're able to easily get to that next level. Uh, you're able to easily get to that next level and you head out now that as you're getting up you can hear voices talking gruff voices um, saying things back and forth where is she 
I don't know. Look over here. Um, that the hound's true. She's in here, though. Keep going. Keep searching. The hound. That's what you hear. Okay. <gasps> um. <laughs> I'm shaking. <laughs> I'm so worried for Kit right now. Oh my god. Okay. So, you get up to the second floor. You begin to sneak out the window. There's a ledge, so the warehouse is a two-story warehouse. Along that upper story, there is a small, thin ledge that you can follow around. Um, if you get around, you're on the, you know, it's it's a long building, right? And it's it's rectangular. So as you get, you're on the short side. So as you get to the edge of the short side and then around to the back, you will be able to jump to another rooftop. And that's your best best path out the way that you're going. But you're going to need to sneak along this ledge. So can I get a stealth check, please? Yes. And I think I forgot from last time, but I do have advantage on these. Um, she's going, is that correct? That's correct. It she's, is correct. Okay. She's going to just kind of um, through like her shirt, she's, she's going to feel like there's this key hanging around her neck and she's just gonna kind of touch it um as she's trying to sneak and as you as you press the key to your chest the the sound of your footfalls grows unnaturally quiet as it has every time you've touched this key since you were very young what did we get so i rolled a natural 20 <laughs> for a 28 you are you are like a a a ghost in the night you as you walk around this ledge you can you can see now down below you can see two figures waiting outside outside the the warehouse the two figures are standing there there's one who looks like a a tiefling tiefling man he's wearing he's wearing some sort of some sort of armor like looks like a like a breastplate and he has this absolutely vicious looking mace hanging at his waist beside him and not far you see that figure that same that same hooded figure that you've seen before it's it's standing but it's standing much shorter than the man beside it not not like it's it's genuinely short, but like it's hunched over. And while you can't see while you can't see its face, you do see it reaching out and clawing at the pavement as it as it's looking at the warehouse and just scratching. Oh my goodness. You move you move to the far edge and with that 20, that's great. That's that's gonna count. So we're doing a little skills challenge thing for those that are watching so that's going to go ahead and get net you net you two successes so you are able to you're able to once again evade this group and get to your warehouse to pick up uh to pick up your bag and we'll return to you as you are grabbing your bag after this okay all right we flip from uh from that from that unpleasant scene back to um Back to Essie. So Essie, you are you are in your home again. Some time has passed. Where where are you and what are you doing? 
I think that she'd um she'd have her pack to totally packed up and ready to go now. Um she probably would have hidden it somewhere easy to grab on the way out. Probably probably getting out the back way. Um but I think it just that conversation with her mother shook her and she's feeling she's feeling real guilty. Um so she had taken some time to write write some letters. Um, and she's kind of got them and tucked into her, her back pocket there. Um, but she's actually going to go go towards her, towards the family greenhouse in the house a little bit. Um, she's going to enter. It's it's within the house is this this greenhouse in clay, encased in glass. Um, and so she's going to open up the door and walk in and on the inside are plants of they're not normal you can immediately tell that these plants are probably dangerous um, they're extremely rare plants that that are going on in here um, these are plants these are plants that your family's collected over yes. their various expedition over the years mm -hmm. right so Some you have of plants them... that are native to wild mount you have plants that aren't native and being kept in this in this greenhouse is that correct that's correct some of them have um like healing properties um some of them have poisoned properties and some of them have properties that they're still studying because they don't really know exactly what they do um, but all of these plants are plants that absolutely they do not want mingling in any other way um and so she's going to take a step into into the greenhouse and just Immediately, she's hit by this little buzzing noise, and there's like chirping, like like you almost feel like an ecosystem is in here. Just, um, and she's gonna reach out and like hold out her hand, and a little bee is gonna land, but it's not natural. There's like little, these little clickings that happen, and you see this this almost mechanical cogwheel type little bee. That she's kind of holding in her palm and she's gonna say all right they haven't eaten you yet huh little guy she's gonna like let it let it go and then she's just gonna kind of walk on in there all right is there anything you're looking to do here in the greenhouse um particularly she usually is the one that keeps track of this when she's here this is kind of one of her little pet projects so she's gonna be real worried about them when she leaves um and she's just going to take a little time and give him a little water and tend to him a little bit. Um, and she's just kind of looking around, looking around for a little presence that might be in here. Hmm. Yeah. You you look around. Give me a a perception check. All right. You got your own guarantee. She's going to cast guidance on herself. 22 total great yeah absolutely um you look through you don't see you don't see any anyone else in here uh you do however notice outside uh there is there is alira and colton and they're outside the house alirin and colton they're outside the house and they seem to be they seem to be talking quietly underneath a very a very large oak that you have on the property. You seem to be doing something secret. Can I try to 
I'm just gonna walk back out of the greenhouse and shut it. Can I try to sneak up on him? Absolutely, you can. Give me a stealth check. She's gonna just touch her 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 shoulder and just. All right, Elspeth Pike, you got this. Cast guidance again on herself. Oh, that's, that's a 20, 26 total. Jesus. Uh... I'll start using a dirt. It's the same dice. It's okay. It's no it's, problem. It's rolling real well. Um, no, it's good. Good, good die rolls are good. You you are able to easily easily sneak up on your brother and sister, and they seem to be in the midst of a of a relatively heated argument. What are they arguing about? Right. I was going to scare them to death, but I'm going to hold off for a second and just see what they're arguing about. Yeah. It seems like um, you can hear you can hear Illyrian and Colton, and Colton's like, "No, it's mine. I found it. I'm keeping it." And Illyrian is very clear. It's like, Colton, you can't take care of it. You don't even know what it eats. It doesn't belong in the house. Put it back. Let it go. And Colton is passionate and upset, and they're going back and forth. Uh, around keeping this thing, whatever it may be. Finally, I'm gonna like grab him, like around, <laughs> and just go Baba Yaga. <laughs> yeah, they uh, there is screaming. Uh, the children scream. Colton flings open his hands, and a small garden snake goes flying, <gasps> uh, goes flying uh, towards you. But it doesn't look like it's gonna hit you. You can try and can catch I, it. Can I try to catch it? You may. All right. Uh, is that like a acrobatic? Slide of hands would be ideal. Slide of hand. All right, that's not. It's fifteen. Got a good yeah, plus easily. You catch you catch this garden snake and keep it from keep it from you know landing too hard against the ground. And then she's just gonna be like, "All right, all right. What have you got a snake for?" Colton looks at you and goes, "It's my snake. I like it." Well, where are you going to keep it? I don't know. In the room? In your room? Or the kitchen? There's food in the kitchen. Well, there's food in the kitchen, but you know what else is in the kitchen? Our food. Come on. You can't put... And can't. Anna. And Anna. Anna would tan your hide if you left a snake in the kitchen. He looks dejected. And but... Aliran is looking looking at him sternly goes, but and she'll like tap her nose and she'll say it might make have a good home in the greenhouse Colton and Alaren both look at you very seriously nobody else goes in there should be fine you just gotta catch some rats for it you can, can do that you, right can it live in there well, you know, those plants are dangerous, so I can't guarantee that the plants aren't going to hurt it in some way. But it's a garden snake. It'll be safe. Well, Thanks. it's a garden snake in Zadash, not a garden snake out in the out in the wilderness where those plants are from. But as long as you make sure to release some food in there for it, you can keep it in the greenhouse. Just be careful when you're in there. You better take... Uh, Take someone with you when you go in there. Hmm. Go okay. Together. 
Okay, they agree. This sounds like a great idea. They're on board. And she'll spontaneously, she'll she'll look at her, her little brother and sister, and she'll just... They're probably at the age they don't really like hugging much, but she's just gonna bring them on in and and just kind of give them a kiss on each on each of their heads, and she's gonna say, "All right, you know I love you, right?" We do. All right, you take good care of the family. You know, it, I got some stuff I'm gonna be busy with the next couple days, so you take real good care of mom and dad and grandpa, all right? Yes, of course. They are very focused on getting the snake into the garden. All right, I'll ride. Right? get it into the garden. Then you All better right. catch some rats for it. And uh, yeah, there's an immediate contest about who can catch the best rats. Uh, but we're going to cut away now from from Essie and this this heartwarming scene and we go back to Kit. Kit, you have you have gotten to this next warehouse. You have you have gotten your your go bag. So tell, tell me a little bit about where you've stashed it and sure. a little bit about the warehouse, if you don't mind. Sure. It's a, it's less a warehouse and more, I mean, it's a small warehouse. Um, it's much smaller than the other one. Um, it seems like it's been abandoned for years. It doesn't have many windows. Um, it probably used to be like an old shop or something. Um, on the inside, the floor is like super damp like water has been coming in from like holes in the roof um it smells really like musty in there um it doesn't seem like anyone's been in here in a long time and so she goes in and there's not much in here but up against one of the walls is um like a stack of old crates and she sees that they haven't been disturbed, so um, that's a good sign. So she goes over there and she um, pushes these crates out of the way. And the wall is like wood pan paneling, but it's like very rotted and, you know, it's been damp in there. But um, she pulls out like this section of the wall that's basically just been cut and so she pulls it away, and in this hollow space, there is a small bag. It doesn't have much in it. It's kind of just like, you know, it's got like a bedroll. It's got some rope. It's got a dagger, um, just like some very basic supplies that you would have need of if you were going to try to get away quickly. It has a little bit of money, but like, like a a few copper and like a silver or something. It's not a lot. Um, so she grabs that and then she puts everything back and, you know, puts it back the way it was, tries to make it look like she wasn't there. Great. And I'm going to pause you as you're doing this, you know, the floor creaks, the, the set, the smell of the dampness and the rot is, is getting to you. And that, that sense of relief you have finding your go bag there and intact. It just hits you, and the the adrenaline that you've been running on for the last day, you know, seems to seems to evaporate, and this wave of exhaustion comes over you. You now have one level of exhaustion, so you're gonna roll your your ability checks with disadvantage going forward. You are tired, and again, 
You can hear from outside. <laughs> Paired with that that same scratching sound, there has been there's been no let up, no release. Um, nowhere that you found to date is safe. What are you gonna do? Oh, um. So she hears the sound coming from where she's outside. Came in. It's still okay. it's still a ways away, so you haven't heard anything right up close, but your your keen ears catch a little bit of it. She's going to go out a different way, like the back way. Um, and she is just gonna slip out very quietly. Um, the door's probably a little stuck. She's gonna push it open and um this is like, this kind of is like a back alley, I guess. And she's yep. going to press herself up against the, the, the wall and just take a breath. Roll me, uh, roll me a stealth with disadvantage. Oh, but just a straight roll since I have yes. advantage on stealth. Yep. Okay. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Oops. Okay. That's a 16 plus 8, so 22. You, you, again, you seem to, you seem to, with luck and everything else, nothing creaks or is too loud. You know, that, that somewhat innat, unnatural dampening of sound around you that occurs when you, when you hold the key keeps you, keeps you safe. You're tired, but everything everything is still okay you have a moment to breathe as far as you know your options are keep running although you know at this pace that's not going to let up at the same time your your friend your acquaintance that um that noble child that you've been spending some time with not child noble young woman that you've been spending some time with has been has been asking you pretty pretty heavily for the last couple of weeks if you would join her and she plans to flee the city i don't know i don't know what you're what you're thinking here so give me a little little insight yeah yeah so as she's standing there pressed up against the wall letting out a shaky breath um she thinks of essie and you know, they've spent some time together. Um, Essie's a nice, a nice woman. She's definitely, she's definitely a lot different than most of the people that Kit has come to know in her life. And Kit is very slow to, to trust people in general. Um, so when Essie mentioned this, you know, excursion, this offer to get out of town, Kit didn't even consider it, right? She she has her her very tight knit group that she's she's with. I mean, she thinks of of Jack, um, her best friend that she's spent almost her entire life with. Um, and the little crows, you know, there's magpie, and she can't, she can't think of leaving them. Um, so when, when Essie told her about this, she didn't even 
think of it as an option. Um, but she starts thinking about this and, you know, she's already made the decision that she needs to, she needs to get out of town. It's the best thing for her and, and for her friends. So she's going to, she can't really remember like when Essie was leaving, what she was planning to do, where she was going, but she's going to make a decision right there while she's standing outside of that of that abandoned building and <sighs> okay all right and she's going to get her bearings and start heading over to the nicer part of town um to see if um she can meet up with with essie and and see what she's planning to do yeah, as you come to that conclusion, you, you begin moving. You can see those those same figures you saw before now moving into the warehouse where you just were and lights from inside, or this building where you just were, and lights from inside as these as these torch-wielding, torch-wielding people who've been following you have found yet another of your resting locations. You see that same tiefling, tiefling figure stride out that that hooded thing not far from him and he looks confidently into the dark watching for some sign you're gonna run off yes all right let's give me another another stealth let's get away here okay so before she before she takes off she's just gonna rest an, a hand on her chest again and feel that very comforting weight of the key beneath her shirt. Okay, not bad. That was a 12, so 20 total. Oh! My palms are sweaty. <clears throat> you move away. Nothing seems that nothing seems to notice you immediately. And you're back out in the streets, moving, tired. Uh, it is now it is now past curfew in the city. Okay. So being out on the streets means you could possibly be at a minimum stopped and questioned by any guards you find along the way. Of course, moving into moving into the wealthy part of Zadash means passing through guarded gates, right? Which won't be won't be easy to get through this time of night. So I want you to begin thinking about about how you're going to pass through the gates, and we'll rejoin you once you get to them. Okay. And from there, we swap back over to uh, Essie. Uh, so Essie, yeah. <laughs> once again, we find you at your home. You know, you've you've settled down the, uh, the twins. You've spoken with your mother. Where do, where do we find you now as you're preparing to leave? She's got her bag on her now and... Um... She's gonna she's gonna try to track down the the estate's little friend. She's gonna look mm. for Carlos. Yeah. Um, knowing that he's you know, when when everybody's kinda keyed down, he's usually by her grandfather. She should just start looking and they could be anywhere in the estate to be honest, but they're usually out by the gardens. Yeah, you look around, uh not in the gardens. 
not in the gardens. You're you're going through the house. You, know, you see some of those those new security folks as you get through the entry hall. Um, those new guards just sitting there. There's two of them at a table, you know, playing cards, but wearing, you know, wearing that that heavy armor that they wear with weapons, shields at the ready. You've never seen your house so militarized as you have over the last few weeks. They they nod at you as you walk in and then just continue continue with their card game. You could tell that you tell as you walk in that they are you know, as the door opens there's there's some tension. Right? They look Ready. like they never really relax. She'll give them a um, Tom and Jackson aren't there, right? It's it's two newbies. Alright, she'll give them a polite nod and um, but just keep walking and, and once she gets past them she'll kind of curl up her lip a little bit thinking about them sitting there um, but she won't interact with them much more than just a polite nod yeah you move moving through the house uh, you go to the you go to the study and as you open the door to the study you see uh, you see your grandfather who is in like a nice reclined chair he's got a book laid across his chest and he is snoring <laughs> so he has fallen asleep you do however see carlos uh the little flying figure perched mm. there on one of the bookshelves and as you look in you can see his eyes and some of the lights on him light up light can up. you help me can you help me understand what carlos looks like yeah so so honestly nobody in the family outside of the grandfather and, and he never he never told anybody where Carlos came from um, but for Essie's entire life this little she still doesn't know quite what it is it's almost like a combination between a like homunculus or uh, an automaton maybe but it's also got these like almost like fairy dragon like qualities to it he's got a mix between like almost organic and, and metallic um pieces to his body um but he's he's a small creature with a, a little round body a cute little head with his ears are light bulbs and then he's got a, a tail that the end is a light bulb as well and he's got these tiny little like ethereal but metallic wings it's like this weird combination between the two um and he's just always been here. He's very attached to her grandfather as his master, but he's he's been a friend to not only Essie, but you know, Essie's father grew up with him and he he helps around the house. He from for all sorts of things. He sometimes he's sweeping the floor, sometimes he's finding books for them to cross-reference. Really anything that they need or want, he's he's usually there even if it's just to play with. Great. And so you see you see Carlos up on up high on one of the bookshelves and his his wings start to flutter, his ears and some of the other lights glow a little bit and start start blinking a bit. He's trying to contain it and he zips across the air between you and flies over at you at pace. And of the things you know about Carlos, Carlos is enthusiastic and positive. And Carlos is also not great at managing himself in space. No, no, he's not. I'm going to say Carlos, Carlos. Oh, oh God, God, rein it in. 
As he's and he flies forward. right into you, and you stumble back and out of the out of the study. And hush, Carlos, you're gonna wake Grandpa up. We need to be quiet. Yes, quiet. Yeah, you're right. She'll just like do that thing where she tucks him kind of underneath an arm, and she's gonna walk back into the study, and she's just gonna say, "If you can keep him good eye, a good eye on him." He's sleeping. Yeah, I'll yes, see that. He's I'll very see. tired. He was excited yeah. today. Oh, he was excited today. That's good. Did he? Uh, did he mention Grandma at all? He always talks about her sometimes. Yeah, he misses her a lot. Thank you for talks to her sometimes. Oh no, he's been doing that again. It happens. Yeah, I know. She's gonna put him back up on like the bookshelf for a moment, and she's gonna say, "Just, just stay there for a second. I'll be right back." Um, and she's actually gonna approach her grandfather, and he's sleeping, but she'll take the book up off of his chest and she'll look at it, and it's probably something insane, like quantum mechanic type fantasy style book, and, and she'll just kind of chuckle and close it and hand it off, and she'll say, "Carlos, can you put that back where it belongs?" He flies up to one of the higher shelves and stacks it away. And then she'll just reach down and kind of half embrace her grandpa and kiss him on the cheek and just like put her hand on his head for a minute and just say, Grandpa, you, you take care of this place and yourself. I'll be back. He continues to <laughs> Yeah. All right. And then she's going to go back to, to Carlos sitting on the the bookshelf and she's gonna say carlos i got a secret to tell you oh i love yeah. secrets yeah well this one you gotta keep you gotta promise me not even grandpa pinky promise uh he spins around a little bit um he's excited but he's starting to make a little bit more noise now that you've said this and he looks he looks a little agitated i know this is it's complicated I know, I know, I know. Here, I don't ask this of you often, but it's real important. All right? I got a job for you. Oh, I yeah, like to it's, be helpful. It's real important. She's going to take the letters out of her pocket. She's going to hand them off to him. And one letter is addressed to her mother. One of them is addressed to her father. And then... Yeah, I think I think that's it. One to her mother and one to her father. She's gonna say, Carlos, I'm leaving town for a little bit. Mom and Dad don't know yet. It's the really lights, important. The lights start flashing uh, yeah, know, on his I ears know. and on his back and in like a pattern. I know, Just... I know. Yeah, alright, well something's been going on and I gotta figure it out. It's gotta be me. Alright? Can you wait? Can you wait three days and then hand these letters off to mom and dad secrets 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 yep 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 you just you just you and me carlos just you and me all right this is real important um yeah roll me a persuasion check please elspeth pike guarantee of excellence (laughs) (laughs) this is a persuasion check yes please not not great Uh, 11 11 he looks at you goes uh, I can keep them I can give them 
All right. Three days, remember, not I four. I hate waiting. I know, I know. All right, well, here. D just something to tide you over. Down in my study, I've been working on something. Ooh. All right. Uh, yeah, it's real cool. New presents. It's, yeah, new presents just for you this time, all right? You've got to take good care of it. Okay. I know. It's, it's a hammer. What do we have? It's a hammer, but it hammers itself. All right? That's what I'm working on. So you, but you can use it in a little different ways, because if you turn it on, it'll throw itself if you're not holding on to it, and you can catch it and bring it back. Ooh! Yeah, it's gonna be I real. I can build many things. Oh yeah, of course. And and I got another mm. job for you while I'm gone. All right. You gotta take care of the plants in the greenhouse. Hmm. You remember how much water each of those plants gets? I don't like it in there. Well, I know. If if anything tries to eat you, you just you sound an alarm. Mom or dad will come and get you, or the twins. They're releasing a snake in there right now, so they'll be in there more often. I'll bring the children. All right. Yeah, you bring you bring them. Bring the twins. They'll protect you. All right. Just fly up if anything tries to eat you. You could fly away from them. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Bring it in. I got I gotta leave soon, but I I need a hug from my. My favorite Carlos. Absolutely. So he's in. He's in there for a hug. Uh, we're gonna. We're gonna cut. Uh, cut with you there and return to the mean streets of Zadash, where Kit is in the process of trying to get through, or you are presented with one of the gates into the city. So you've got two options, right? You can try and you can try and make your way through the gates, although without some kind of bribe, it's going to be difficult. Um, alternatively. Alternatively, you are aware of a path through the sewers that you have used in the past that you could try and use again. What would you what would you like to do? Oh, yeah, she is very she's very torn because usually she would be just, you know, 100% using the underground tunnel system, but it's pretty secret and the little crows use it very often for their travel and she knows she's being followed very closely so she doesn't really want to do that if it's possible um is there is there a way for her to look for an alternative above ground way to go that circumvents the guards at the gate. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it is possible to get up and over the wall. Now they're careful to not let too many large buildings get close to the wall, but there is, uh, there is a pathway that, you know, that being said, that that jump that you have to do to get over to the wall from where from where you are is a tricky one. Okay. So okay. you can climb up. So you climb up this building. You know, you go through the inside. It's a it's a residence, right? But it's it's an apartment style thing, right? So there's a couple of different people live up there. You're able to get up to the roof, right? Flat top roof, and there is a run and a jump where you can you can hit the wall. That being said, if you go too short or go too far, you are you are likely going to put yourself in danger of a pretty significant fall. 
Okay, so she will go as far to the furthest point possible and she will kind of dig in and she wants to dash to the edge and make a leap for it. Absolutely. Roll me a uh, acrobatics check, please. With disadvantage? Still. Yes, please. Okay. You are exhausted, unfortunately. Right. Oh, that's great. Okay, so that is a six plus six, so 12. All right. So you run sprinting to the edge. You get to the edge there. You jump. You you start clearing it. Everything's looking good. You land. Now, the snow has been falling lately. There's been a little rain, so it's wet. As you land on top of the wall, your feet slide. You keep going. You fall off the far edge, unable to stop yourself, uh, heading towards the ground. Make me a dexterity saving throw to see if you can land somewhere softer if we're going straight to hard, hard cobblestone streets. Okay. Oh my goodness. That was at disadvantage too, right? Yeah. So... Uh, no, saving throw. No? Absolutely. Oh, perfect. Wonderful. Then <laughs> that is a 16 plus 6, so 22. Okay. Uh, you fall and it hurts, but you're able to catch yourself. There's a little straw pile and you're able to catch yourself in the straw pile. You take four points of bludgeoning damage from your fall. So it hurts, but you're not brutalized by the, by the fall. And you are now in the wealthy section of Zadash. Okay, so she's gonna pick herself up and brush the straw off and um, look around and she she knows where Essie lives and mm -hmm. um, about how far away is she from? She's not far. However, I'm going to need you to roll me a stealth in order to get there without being noticed by any of the guards. Okay. And that is just a straight roll. Straight roll. Well, it doesn't matter that much because it was terrible. <laughs> it was a two. Plus eight, so ten. Yeah, as you're as you're getting towards as you're getting towards the gates, your clothes are your clothes are not fine quality. No. Right? You've got your bag. Uh, you've got your bag, and as you're going, one of the now more more prosperous looking guards. Um, as you're as you're moving through a square. You're not far from Essie's place. You're moving through a square. Uh, you see a lantern shines on you and a light. And you hear someone say, You! Halt! By order of the king! She's going to book it. Yeah, you run? Instantly. Yeah, no hesitation. Nice. nice. She's going to run. run and dash as well. So, uh, You hear, you hear the, the guard shout some more. Uh, and a couple feet now uh, pounding as as you are being pursued. So you begin running through the through the area, trying to get to trying to get some some sort of safety, trying to find yourself uh, in a in a new spot. So give me give me a sense of what is Kit gonna do to lose these pursuers? 
she's just trying to get, she's going to try to get to Essie's place. She knows as soon as she gets to Essie's place, she knows how to get in and um, she, she'll be safe there. So are you concerned about losing the guards first or are you just going to go right there? She's less concerned about losing the guards. She will, she will try to take a little bit of like a circuitous route there, but she is really just trying to go as fast as possible and, and get there because she knows if she gets caught, like that's going to be a big pain in the ass. But if she gets there, um, she knows that Essie can probably like talk her out of it, even if the guards follow. So. Okay. Um, okay. So with that, let's think you have an opportunity. You're running, taking a bit of a circuitous route. You, you know, you're going to do a little, a little, uh, parkour to try and try and get over, get over a wall, get through an alley, just ditch some of these guards along the way. So please give me an acrobatics check to try and get out of here. Okay, that is a nine plus six, so 15. <laughs> nice. You lose them, and you have the you have the Pike Estate in view. Okay. Um, she's going to... Um, she's going to run up to the wall. It's walled, correct? That's correct, right? Yeah, there's, correct. there's a big, like, gate around. Big, yeah. yeah. So the, the spot where, um, where the little crows, where Ducky and a couple of the other little crows got in before, um, she's going to use that same location and um, jump over the wall. She knows she knows that security has been increased, um, but she also knows the holes in the security. So um, she's going to climb, climb over the wall. Absolutely. So you climb over the wall you're you're in the compound now. I believe you have a route down. Pardon me. I believe you have a route down to the workshop. Is that correct? Yes. All right. Yes. You go through your route and you begin crawling down into the workshop. And with that, we're going to cut over to Essie. Essie, you have you have now completed your your errands. You've left your notes with with Carlos and he's a little unreliable, right? But you expect that somewhere <laughs> in the next one to five days, yeah. he's going to, he's going to deliver that note. Mm -hmm. Somewhere within the next one to five days, he's going to deliver that, those notes, <laughs> pardon me. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you're down the workshop doing the last year packing. As you're yeah. doing that, who should show up, but kit coming in uh, through your yeah. secret entrance so there is for, for folks that are watching um there is there's a large workspace down in in the the basement area of this estate and the part of it is clean and organized and 
it's large. There's rows of bookshelves. There's this like almost upper level to it with like a workshop stand. There are more tools than people have probably seen in their entire life in this. There's workbenches of different varieties. Different tools are in different places. There's artifacts. There's projects that look to be half done, you know, in different stages of completion in here. Um, and Essie would probably just be at one of the works workshops, there's a little section that's like, most of it is clean and tidy. And then there's a section that is like absolute chaos over on the side. Um, but she's in the organized spot on a workbench. She's got her bag out um, and she is putting tools into this, this bag that also should probably not seem like they fit um, when she hears a rumble almost. And, and there's this moment of like, who is coming in and am I going to get caught essentially? And so she's going to loop her bag around her, her shoulder and she's going to like duck up against the workbench and she's going to look out at this wall that looks normal, but is shifting slowly to the side. And, and she's just going to like, she's got a almost like wooden and metallic object strung on her back. And she's going to take that out and just look around the workbench at, at who might be coming in the secret entrance. Great. She coming in the end coming in <clears throat> coming in that entrance as the door grinds open kit you walk in do you mind giving us a view what does sec when she sees you for the first time today so you see kit walking in um she has a very like easy demeanor about her and um so she's kind of like sauntering in but Essie, you um, you know Kit a little bit, so when you see her, even though she looks very like calm and relaxed, like you can tell something is a little off. She is super pale, like even though it's cold, you can see like she's like kind of sweaty, um, and she, I mean, she's got like. The, what she wears, she's wearing what she usually wears. It's like this very mismatch. Um, it's a bunch of different kinds of tweed, basically. She's got um, some trousers on um, that are a little bit shorter than they should be. She's she's very slight built herself. Um, she's she's very um, short and like thin. Um, she has like cropped auburn hair. She's wearing a tweed flat cap. She's got, um, you know, the, the trousers that are a little bit too short, some boots on that are like a little bit higher than ankle height and um, like a white shirt that's clean, but you know, a little bit stained, a little tattered. She's got a waistcoat and then over the waistcoat is like a, like a tweed jacket. Um, she also has uh, this pocket watch and pocket watch chain that has a little carved wooden bird, um, like as the little fob. And that's, you know, peeking out, hanging from one of the pockets of her waistcoat. And um, yeah, so she, uh, she kind of saunters in and um, She's going to lean on the wall and uh, 
say, uh, well, hello there. Good evening. Essie will kind of like chuckle and roll her eyes and she's going to stand up from where she was. And, you know, Kit is familiar, but, but what everyone sees is this young woman appears to have some elvish blood. She's slightly above average height, but very thin and willowy in stature. She's got this really long, straight blonde hair that she usually has swept up in like a high ponytail, but it still reaches midway down her back, if not a little bit even further. She's got these like piercing blue eyes and these delicate little pointed elven ears. Um, She's wearing a leather ensemble. She's got like slate gray pants that she's tucked into these hardy leather boots. Um, They look like they've seen action. They're not new. Um, She's got this fitted leather jacket on with like half gloves over her hands. Um, And she's got these delicate glasses with almost like small braided chain that's connecting them to her ears. Um, And on the side of the glasses are different like colored lenses that look like they could come down to cover over the normal glasses, but they're all up and away from her field of vision right now. She has got all manner of pockets and pouches tied to her person in some way or another. Um, And you can see a little, some tools and things poking out of them, but she's got an almost nondescript backpack that she's got um, slung over her shoulder. On her side, she's got a holster belted to her hip with some sort of contraption in it. And then kind of resting in her arms right now is this long like metal and wooden object that she's got kind of resting on a leather strap and she'll just kind of chuckle and she'll say kid i wasn't expecting you what are you here for oh well uh i thought i'd uh, drop in i um you look like hell sorry to say really oh well i had a bit of a jog on the way over um you all right i'm fine fine you still um thinking about going away out of town yeah i'm leaving tonight i thought you didn't want to come along you change your mind there may be a slight change of plans on my end kit do you have something something you need to take care of something i can take care of i thought you were pretty adamant against this whole thing I was, I was. Uh, there's been a development. All right. I don't know exactly who it is, but uh, I think I'm being followed. I, I know I'm being followed, actually. I just don't know why. And um, did, they, did they follow you here? Um, she'll immediately, like, almost brush past her and look past down the the tunnel. I think the only people who were following me on this side of the wall were some guards, but I'm pretty sure I lost them. So yeah, I think we're good. I I just think it might be good to get out of town a bit. Well, for a little while, just to until the the heat is uh, gone. Well, you're in luck. I was just about to leave. I got some horses for us. You're leaving right, now? Right now. You still perfect. in? Perfect. Oh, absolutely. That's perfect. Yeah. All right. 
just just to add a detail your intent was to head to head to the stables where you've got the the horses and the rest of your gear stashed early like really late night early morning and then be on the road with first light or a little before well at the very least i think we could it's a little early but um would you rather bed down here for a little bit or are you think thinking you gotta we gotta head out right now uh no time like the present all right it is currently about about nine or ten somewhere in there right so it's it's evening but it's not late all right well how about this if you're being followed we shouldn't take a straight path to the stables let's take a roundabout way maybe get something to eat um and then try to head on over there that sounds good to me all right um she will just kind of like put a hand she'll just kind of like bump kit's shoulder with her fist and she'll say i uh i had him prepare two horses just in case glad to have you along well uh i appreciate it um i'm glad to be coming it's mm. uh what are we doing again <laughs> We got a quest that's going to make us famous and possibly a little richer. I know that's more up your alley than being famous, but uh, you ever heard of the, you ever heard of the, uh, the Pale Banks? Pale Banks? Is that a place? It is. It's got a whole bunch of Aorian, Aorian artifacts up there that they've been finding. It's almost like a gold rush. There's a a huge probability of us getting good names for ourselves or possibly even making a whole lot of money in this. It's a little dangerous, though. Oh, the money sounds great. I'll leave the name for you, if that's all right. Yeah. Well, all right, if that's what you want. I'm not really interested in the money, but uh, it's a chance to be put down in history. Kit, this is, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I'm down. Uh, so the team is back together, locked and loaded. Yeah. Locked and loaded. You bet. Just like the old days. You know, like two and a half weeks ago. <laughs> They're older than now. All right. All right. Come on. Let's go before Carlos catches us. <laughs> all right. Let's go. As you as you make ready to to leave, just heads up for Kit Nessie. You're going to have to, so it's reasonable to to stay at the stable if you want right at mm -hmm. least a little bit before heading out going out on the road in darkness is is dangerous right and and you know that to be dangerous well essie you know that to be dangerous kit you've never done any travel like you've never left left the city so it's there's like... something something to think about there but think about it over the break because oh. here we are Already? going to <laughs> I know. <laughs> At this point we are going to we're going to cut to a quick break and we will be back. With that, I say we get back to our story. All right. Kit, well, Kit Nessie, you are in the workshop. What are we up to? 
it's a little early to leave. I don't think we want to leave town just yet, but if we got to get out of here or, or bed down somewhere, um, I have a couple horses waiting for us. We can try to make sure that we lose your your followers, get to the stable. It, it's pretty comfy. You know, it's, it's not exactly a five-star hotel, but it'll do for the night. Get some food. You look like you could use it. I'm, I'm not picky as far as uh, sleeping arrangements, so stable sounds nice as long as it's warm. Um, All right. I'm a bit peckish, so food also sounds pretty good. Haven't had much time to stop and eat. I'd take you to the kitchens, but um, I don't I don't want to catch anybody up there when I'm I've got I've got travel clothes on, so we should probably head on back out. Out the You're sneaking out as well. I'll tell you a little bit about it on the road, but, uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> kind of sounds crazy. 22 years old sneaking out of the house is a little bit much, but, uh, yeah, trying to, trying to get away in here for a little bit. So we're both going undercover, a little covert mission. Yep. It, uh, it's going to be great. I'll, I'll use everything you taught me. I'll be testing you. <laughs> testing me when we're running from something that's gathering you. Oh my gosh. Kid, <laughs> you're never going to change. And <laughs> Get on out of here. Sorry to interrupt. I forgot before the break, uh, both of you have been doing a great job playing in character and it's been a lot of fun. Please mark inspiration on your character sheets. Yes. Ooh. Thank you. Exciting. Awesome. Uh, a quick note on inspiration, if you're not clear on what that is, it's a one-time thing. It's kind of either on or off. I know y'all know it, but if you're watching, inspiration is a thing that you can use. And when you use it, it allows you to roll with advantage on something. You can also give it away to somebody else when they want to roll on something important. So it's a great way to get an advantage during a very clutch situation or negate disadvantage should you need to. Sorry about that. Let's uh, let's oh, hop back right. in. As you'll just start heading back out the down the tunnel path um, and wait for Kit to follow her before she will. There's this uh, little lever on the other side, very hidden away, and she's just gonna pull it, and the door will start to slowly like rumble shut behind them. When um, when as he turns her back, Kit's gonna just <sighs> take a shaky breath hitch her bag on her shoulder and then uh, and she's going to kind of relax into that easygoing demeanor and follow. All right. All right. So Kittle or uh, Essie, I'm not Kit. Essie will lead them down the, the path and she'll just kind of look back and she's not having any problem in the dark, but she'll just say, Kit, are, are you all right in the dark? Uh, I am actually. Um, been able to see since I was a little wee child, so really comes in handy on the streets. That's interesting. All right, well, you let me know if anything trips you up, and she'll just I will take them down this. It's definitely like a, a dugout. You know, there's earth on either side of them and beneath them. It's packed beneath them, but it's not nothing fancy. Um, it's it's high enough where you can 
you can walk comfortably for the two of them, but it's only really wide enough for one person to walk through at a time unless they squeeze past each other. Um, and the, the tunnel will lead eventually up to um, almost, there's a ladder there and Essie will just kind of, you know, she'll adjust her backpack and sling that interesting contraption over her shoulder and she'll just start to climb up the ladder. Um, and then once she reaches the top, there's this, she'll flick a couple like little switches and then just like almost shoulder up this, this object that'll just start like creaking up slowly. And she'll just kind of peer out and see if she sees anything before she just opens it all the way. So where does it, where does it lead? Where does it open to? It leads to the back end of their property and comes out. Um, it's actually a repurposed beehive. So around the estate, there are tons of different beehives. Um, they're not uniform. They look a lot different, you know, scattered through. Um, this one, upon very close inspection, like you have to really be inspecting it, but you notice that there are no no hives in this one. It's It's purely decorative. Yeah, great. You can see a... You can see in the distance and moving away a pair of guards patrolling the compound to again of the new guards uh one carrying a heavy crossbow one with a shield and spear both wearing heavy armor walking around uh, but they are they are moving away from you and they are some distance away it will be easy for you to to get out and make your way across there shouldn't be another patrol for a few minutes she's gonna lift it up scoot out and then like gesture towards kid all right anytime she'll follow all right and then um essie will take a moment to close the lid and she'll like latch it back in place where uh, there's a series of puzzles that you have to do correctly to to get in from this side so she'll just like latch everything reset it um and then she'll just hitch her stuff up again on her you know on her shoulder and lead them on out the back way yeah, Nancy Drew's not getting in here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you continue through and are able to get to the exit to your compound. This is your moment. You are at the at the precipice. Do you want to say anything before you leave Rose Hill behind for possibly the last time? Yeah, Essie will. Um... She'll close the little, there's a, there's an almost like, they're going out the back entrance, it's a smaller gate, but she'll shut it and she'll like grab onto the bars with both hands and just look at the lit up estate. Um, the upper level is almost purely windows. There's beautiful stained glass windows. Um, there's the Pike family crest on, on a very ornate stained glass window in the middle, uh, which looks like a rose in the center of a compass and she'll just take a breath and second guess herself for a second. Her mother's words are going to come back to her and about patience and, and waiting for her father and, and she'll kind of close her eyes for a second, rest her, her forehead against the gate. And, and then she'll just say, you should know this best mom. I got to forge my own path. I'll be careful. And then she'll retreat, follow Kit. I love it. I would have given you inspiration again. Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing. 
So you head out onto the streets. Now, you should be aware, Essie. Kit is certainly aware and reminds you, if you don't know, there are there are patrols out now and even as the even as the child of one of these noble families you are not supposed to be on the streets at this time so it is past curfew it's more lenient for you and you're confident that you could you could talk your way through it but if you were caught on the streets it is likely that your parents would find out about it yeah she'll uh... how are you going to make it to the to the stable i'm sorry She'll flip the hood up. She's got a like a, a nice cloak and she'll flip the hood up um, over her very noticeable hair, um, kind of tuck it over her forehead and she'll just say, all right, well, I don't have to tell you this, but um, I'll find us a back way. And then she'll start. I mean, Kit knows the, the city as well, but this is kind of Essie's home turf here. So she will... Um, not go the direct path to the stable that they're going to, a stable hand. Um, she is going to take them in a very roundabout way through back alleys um, to try to get there without drawing any attention, very carefully, very quietly. Okay. It Kit takes will you... also, oh, oh, I'm just going to say, Kit will also <clears throat> just help keep a lookout, um, you know, for anybody, any guards or anything. Yeah, between the two of you and going the more, going the more circuitous route, I think is the right word, uh, you are taking care to go slowly, to go stealthily. You're working together. You have no problem avoiding the patrols who are well lit and somewhat obvious, and you are able to make it to the stable. An hour and a half to two hours of travel, but you find yourselves there. All right, um... They were expecting me, but not this early. So Essie'll kind of peer around the stables. Is there anyone out and about or are they is nobody around? Yeah, you so let's let's talk about this. So you get to the stable, there's the large the large building, there's the um, fenced in area where you kinda like walk the horses around and stuff. And you don't see any activity uh, within the stable. You can hear you can hear the sound of the horses, and you can you can hear the sound of a sleeping stable hand as a boy is laying there in one of the straw piles, just conked out doing nothing. All right. Well, um, Essie is going to first. I mean, she knows the layout of the stables pretty well. She's she's here often. She's just going to make sure that her two horses, Freya and Bryn, are in their normal stall first before she does anything else. Yeah, you look through the stable. That as you as you go through, you do see them. They are they are sleeping, but up or sleepy, but there. Everything's very calm inside the stable. But your horses look there and they look ready. All right, that's good. That's good. I was worried it's not going to go off without a hitch. Um, she will take a moment and just, just call, you know, just stroke her horses right on the foreheads there and calm them down a little bit again. And then she's going to go to the little stable hand and gently shake him awake. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yep. it's, hmm? it, it's all right. It's all right, Will. 
It's just me. It's just Essie. Oh. Oh. Sorry. I'm here. By the gate. Oh, you startled me. Yeah. yeah it's, sorry. I'm, I'm here a little bit early. I just didn't want... I didn't want to wake you up when I was saddling the horses and you freak out a little bit. Right? You yeah. need me to get them ready? No, that, that's all right. Ass. I had to come a little bit early, so we're just going to bed down in here in the hay a little bit for a couple hours, get a little shut-eye, and then same, we can saddle up the horses and get them ready. You, you don't have to wake up for us. And she will dig into her pack and she will hand him a gold piece. Of course, my lady. And he's looks hugely grateful. Opens eyes like, thank you. Yes, of course. Of course. You Anything remember you need. our deal. You not a, not a word, miss. Not All a right. word. All right, to nobody. Not even my parents. Of course. All right. Thanks. You're you're the best. All right. Well, you can go to bed. Do you um, do you have any snacks around here? My friend and I are pretty hungry. Uh, I'm afraid not. I'm afraid not, miss. All right. That's all right. It's all right, Will. I could we'll I could some. run and grab you something. Would you? Of course. Can't be seen though. You're gonna get in trouble if you do. Of course. All right. I'll give him another gold piece. Yeah, he runs off into the night. All right. Um, Essie will just shrug the, the contraption off her shoulder in the bag, and she's going to drop them down and just start making like a little nest, to be honest, in the hay. You can relax. I, I'm pretty well known around here. Yeah, Kit is probably already just like... <laughs> she's probably already... Um, making a little nest of her own and um she looks exhausted like just dead tired um question for Essie has Kit seen this contraption before that she's got with her yes of course okay this is this is her musket okay okay just making sure this is, this is happy ending happy ending yeah. okay Cool. So I couldn't help but notice. Oh, sorry. No, I just wanted to confirm that your rifle is called Happy Ending. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Great. Great. Good. Excellent. <laughs> I'm I'm fine with that. No problem. <laughs> um, I couldn't help but notice your little interaction with Well there. This is a secret from your family something's going on Kit and I can't figure it out my father he's into something and I don't know what he won't tell us but um well I've been thinking for a while that you know the pack name that's known but of my parents that people know Cedric and Elmira you know that's what that's what people know when they think of the pack family name but I've been I've been almost an equal partner now for years and I'd like to make my name known too you know a little bit outside of just my family name but uh my dad is he's against it a hundred percent but uh he won't tell me why, and he he won't tell me anything, right now. And 
I don't know, kid. I, I just gotta figure out my own path, I guess. So, Kit, just for a little context for you, it mm-hmm. you had actually heard of Essie and the Pikes prior to meeting Essie. That's right? a great band name, by the way. Essie and the Pikes. I love that. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> there is a no. famous band in the city named after them, of course. Of course. Right. Of yeah. course. Uh, <laughs> I've heard of both. <laughs> right. Well, um, so... There are there are some some songs and some stories for the Pike family as they've done some really some really novel things, right? So they're not they're not unheard of, right? So it's a relatively a relatively famous name. Okay. Well I'm sure your father just has your best interests in mind, you know, along with a bit of fame. So comes risk. Kit, she'll she'll kind of laugh and she'll say, "I know I know what I sound like, but um, this is not my father. You have to understand. Since I've been thirteen years old, we've been we've been partners in in tinkering, in making stuff, and projects. We've been almost equal partners since then, uh, and um." We don't keep secrets from each other. This is... Something's not right. Well, you know, I don't know the full situation, you're right, but whatever it is, I'm with you. All right, well, I just want you to know, I'm not trying to just be rebellious here. I'm... I gotta figure some stuff out. Is Elspeth Pike, you know, not Cedric and Elmira's daughter. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Well, I hope it goes well. I'm glad you're coming with me. I thought you were completely against the idea. Well, I was. I was. Um... Are the little crows all right? I hope so. All right. All right. Well, Will should be back with food before long, and you can get some rest. That would be quite nice, actually. With that, actually, Will returns, and he's got he's got a sack. There's a wineskin. There is bread. There is cheese, and there is some sausage. And some apples. Will, you're the best. Here you are. Here you are, ma'am. Of course, oh, thanks. Oh, Miss Pike, it's no problem. Yeah, Will. You, uh, you're a godsend. Well, if that if that'll be all, that's, I'll, that's I'll take it. my leave. Of course. Have a good night, Will. Uh, I probably won't see you. We're, we're leaving early. But, um, just remember. You didn't see me at all. I've seen nothing all night. Yes. All right. Good boy. All right. Thanks, Will. I appreciate it a lot. And he leaves you be, and y'all are able to spend the night and take a long rest in peace. 
Yay. Yay. Kit probably falls asleep like <laughs> while she's eating. <laughs> Just sitting up, leaning against the wall. Essie'll take out a, a bedroll and she'll like put a blanket around Kit's shoulders. Oh. Take the take the food away and clean up a little bit before she beds down for the night. And uh, Essie, to be clear, you packed extra supplies, is that correct? Everything you can possibly imagine. Okay. Keep that keep that noted for now and share it with uh, share it with Kit in the chat later just so she has it. Sound okay? Absolutely. So you're awakened early as as dawn begins to break, or you wake as dawn begins to break. Your horses, you saddle them up, you get ready, and you get out on the road. You are now at the start of a new day. You are taking your first trip, well, not yours. Kit, for the first time, you leave the the mighty gates of the city of Zadash, heading north. Essie, you are now back on the road, right? The last time you went this way was, geez, almost 10 months, a year ago, as you first went to your last mm -hmm. dig site, where after that small incident, you and your yeah. family and everyone, everyone that wasn't one of the official, you know, imperial mages was made to, was made to leave the site. But once again, you're heading north. So if I'm correct, you are, you are heading north towards the crossroads and you have a plan to meet a caravan there. Is that correct? Absolutely. So, um, Essie had been in talks and um, she plans this caravan at the Amber Crossroads is leaving in about two weeks is what she was told. Um, so she knows that it's going to be tight to get there, which is why she's leaving a little bit early. Um, so she's going to try to maintain a steady pace to get there as they, as they travel. But there's a, a caravan at Amber Crossroads trying to get towards Ice Haven. So that's her, yeah. her plan. On horseback, you expect to be there like in nine days at the most seven, if you press. So you do have time if you'd like. All right. Well, steady pace, nothing too quick. Although it did seem like Kit was pretty shaken. Um, so I think for the first like half day, um, depending on Kit's level of comfort in a saddle, I think they'd, she'd try to press them fast at a fast pace. So, yeah, Kit looks extremely uncomfortable as they're trying to leave. Not not with riding a horse. She hasn't ridden a horse before, but that doesn't seem to be too much of a struggle. Um, she's pretty like nimble and lightweight and um, agile, so um, that's not really an issue for her, um, but she does just seem not herself. Like, usually she just has this very, you know, chill demeanor, but you can see, like, she's looking over her shoulder. Like, whenever she notices you looking at her, she tries to, you know, look a little bit more relaxed, but um, she's definitely nervous and would would try to just encourage Essie to go a little bit faster. All right, well, 
think for half a day we can go at fast pace and the horses are going to need a little bit of a rest. Yeah, I'd just like to get a little bit of distance from the city, if we can. Is this thing going to be coming after us? Can it track you? I don't know. I don't... I don't know. I don't want to put you in any danger, so if it seems like it is following us, I'll just have to go my own way. Kit. Kit. Alright, none of that. And she'll, like, the reins are in one hand and she's gonna pat the little contraption she's got on her hip. And she'll say, you know I'm not a stranger to, to danger. We're gonna be just fine. Stranger danger. Um, as soon as it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, "All right, that could have worded this in a little better way." I know you. You're you're one of the bravest people I've ever met, but I don't know what this is that's coming after me. It's it's not quite human, and. I hadn't planned, really, to to bring anyone else into it. In fact, I, I want the opposite. I, I don't want to put anyone else in danger, so... I, I appreciate you helping, but... Did you do a job that went sideways recently? Why is this thing after you? <sighs> she, yeah, she thinks back, and there is a situation that might have could possibly be related, but um, I, I don't really know. I, I've never encountered anything like this, so it's possible, but maybe we'll just lose him. Well, that's the plan. He's probably expecting you but hunker down in the city by yourself. I don't think... I don't think they would have expected you to get out of town. We're probably safe, but keep an eye out. Yeah. I will. And with that, as they travel, Esty herself is going to be keeping a very vigilant gaze around. Definitely. Kid as well. Okay, so for the first half of the day, each of you roll me a perception check and give me just one sec before you do. All right, I, I got the mm. Elspeth Pot Guarantee of Excellence. <laughs> Did not help because I rolled a, a natural two. Oh. So that's a five total for me. Perception. Oh, that's actually good. That's a natural 19. I got something in my three. eye. <laughs> my eyes been, kid, my eyes been watering for like the last three hours. You, you seen anything? That's a 22. I hope I see something. Or I hope I don't see anything, actually. But <clears throat> Alright. Um, as you begin as you begin traveling in the morning, it's, it's relatively empty. So leaving the gates, big gates, lots of guards, but again, going with going with Essie, especially wearing some of the, the newer and finer clothes that she's got. Um, Essie, did you have an extra cloak in there? I would 
probably have. So she had been packing extra travel clothes, so I would assume, like, her cloak is a fine cloak. Very fine, um, yeah. However, she understands that on the road there are times when you want to dress down, so she took a couple very nondescript changes of clothing, including a couple cloaks. So with the, with the finer cloak that as he was able to provide you. You notice that guards already are looking at you differently, like when you travel in her company and you get through the gate. It's, there's not a ton of traffic on the road. Um, pretty quickly though, you see within the first day, you see a group of, you see a group of soldiers off the side of the road doing something. Like looks like there's like a, a group of soldiers, maybe anywhere from 30 to 80 folks camped out not far from the city um, by the road. Otherwise, there's not a ton going on. There are some there are some merchants. There are some there are some merchants. As you begin going, there are small, smaller little hamlets along the way. There's an inn. Yeah, nothing nothing too nothing too interesting and your first half of the day passes without any event um you continue traveling going at pace it's a little harder to keep watch second half of the day you start to slow down a little bit and you're not making the same time you're a little bit further out from the city so it's closer it's a lot of it's a lot of planes here, but there are there are woods. They're just not super thick, or there are trees. It's just not super thick woods at any given point, and you're you're rolling on relatively flat country. Yeah, relatively flat country, and and we're gonna continue. The first day, I'm gonna I'm gonna speed up our time a little bit, unless anything urgent's going on for either of you. I just was, would say like, so the. Sp- so the spires of the city, are they pretty tall? Like from where we are, maybe about halfway through the day. Like if if Kit were to look back, would she see the city? Yeah, from about where halfway we are? through, absolutely. You see them fading away. Like they're not. They don't. You don't have a lot longer that you're going to be able to see them. So she would just stop for a second, just look at the city for a moment. She's never seen the city from outside the city. <laughs> um, Essie will rein her horse, like, notice her stop and, and rein her horse around and just kind of settle next to her and look at the city with her for a second. Yeah, and she's not going to say anything, but she does look a little bit sad. You know, um, leaving's hard sometimes, but um, makes coming back even better. She's not going to say anything. She's just going to kind of look away and wipe her eye. It'll still be there when we get back. I promise. I know. Okay. The rest of the day passes uh, without much in the way of in the way of events. Um, the rest of the day passes without much in the way of events, and you are now you are now at the point where you're making camp for 
the first time on the road. As it comes later, you've got one of you roll me a d12. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> oh gosh, we'll I'll take turns. I'd, I'd love to. <laughs> Five. Okay. You before like before nightfall, probably two hours before nightfall, you do pass an inn, but you decide to keep going, right? Because you're trying to make time this first day, and you know you end up. It's getting close to nightfall and you're on the road. So you need to, you need to find yourselves a campsite. So can somebody give me a survival check to get a reasonable place to a reasonable safe place to sleep at the side of the road or wherever? I suppose I'm, I've been around these parts a little bit more. All right. Elspeth Pike, your guarantee of excellence is gonna do great things in this world. That's a 14. 14. Okay. You're able to find, you're able to find a decent campsite. It's got, it's got some shelter. You're not, you're not hidden away, but you're up on, you're up on a hill. So you've got decent visibility and you know, the weather looks pretty decent. Again, cold spring, but decent. The snow today melted. It was a fair bit warmer than it was yesterday. And so as he's gonna take out unshoulder her her backpack and spread it out and she's gonna be like i got something for this and she reaches into her backpack and starts pulling something out and it just keeps coming up as she pulls out uh, an entire tent out of this backpack where did that come from well you don't think i got a regular bag do you here you try it <laughs> she'll, she'll hold up the bag and she'll be like Think of something that uh, could help us in this situation. Maybe uh, pot for some coffee. Re reach in there, grab it out. Reach your hand in. There's a coffee pot in her hand. How did you do that? Oh well, I got a. I got my ways. Mary Poppins up in here. <laughs> she's just gonna, she's just gonna <laughs> circus music. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Actually, then when she pulls out the coffee pot, it's just the sound of yodeling. <laughs> What's going on? No, I'm kidding. No, so um, she's just gonna kind of laugh and she's just gonna say, "Well, this is something I've been working on for a while, but." Uh, there's a lot more space in that bag than you'd imagine. So if I'm, you know, ever in a spot where you think you might need something and I'm not around, just, you know, there's no guarantee it's for sure going to be in there, but you just got to think about what you need. And if it's in there, you'll be able to pull it out. That's pretty impressive. If you're what if you want everything out and it's kind of an emergency, you just turn it inside out and everything will fall on out. But uh I wouldn't do that until unless it's a dire. There's a lot of stuff in there. Um, you're quite prepared for this journey. I'm glad. I didn't have much time to pack myself. Well, I think I got pretty much all we need. Uh you can go ahead and 
pick out the bedrolls too if you want. If you feel comfortable sort of setting up the camp, I'll, I'll go take care of the horses. Certainly. She'll reach in and pull out the bedrolls and start setting Great. up. Great, y'all are able to y'all are able to make camp, have a little have a little bit of road rations and prepare yourselves for for bed. So we can do we can do watches, but between the two of you, you actually can't you can't actually cover mm -hmm. the whole night and still get a proper uh, long rest. So we're gonna have to um, you're gonna have to spend some of it just hoping that people don't come up on you as you're as you're sleeping. Yeah, um, I think in in Kit's opinion or in Essie's opinion, excuse me. I, again, I'm not Kit. Um, in Essie's opinion, the beginning and the very end are generally the most important when things start happening. Um, so she'll she'll just say, "You want you want the beginning or you want to wake up early?" I'll take first watch if that's all right with you. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, uh, I'll set my watch to give me a little trail when it's morning. Okay. Can I get, may I please get a perception roll from each of you for your shifts? And then I'll tell you later if anything disturbs you for your long rest. Oh, that's bad. That's so bad. So just, just hold on to him. I'll let you know oh. if, if, uh, if no, you're fine. You can tell me too. It's not okay. like a secret, but just make sure that you've got one. And... I got one. <laughs> <laughs> it's real good is what I'm hearing. Not proud of it, but I got one. <laughs> not proud. Um, I wouldn't say I'm thriving, but I am surviving. Okay. Well, <laughs> your night passes uneventfully. Your night passes uneventfully. It's the morning. You're packing up, getting ready to getting ready to hit the road. Is it fair to say y'all are heading it early once again? I would say, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Okay. The second day, the second day, the the roads are a little bit more more crowded. You pass. Uh, there is early in the day. There is a small merchant caravan heading heading south, heading towards uh, Zadash. I think as we go by it, um, Essie will just kind of lift up her hail or her hand to hail them. Yeah, they seem friendly. Not a lot of guards, uh, not none, but not a lot of guards. Yeah, so she'll just she'll actually circle around to the the first wagon um, and just kind of ride pace with them back towards the dash for a couple minutes just to maintain a little conversation. And she'll be like, um, "Hi, I'm I'm Essie Essie Pike. I'm just wondering uh, how's the the road travel." Any uh, any bandits or anything you've been coming across uh, in your travels here? Ah, well, well met. No, uh, no, uh, no bandits, no bandits so far. Although, uh, although I heard tell heard tell some some were menacing the roads, but nothing, nothing on our trip. Nothing for you, huh? Well, that's good. I'm glad that glad that your travel went fine. Any any other anything any other troubles you've been running into? Hold on. Hold on. I've got something for this somewhere. Yeah, of course. I mean, we've been, we've still got quite a ways and I just want to make sure that the roads, we just want to be as prepared as possible. Well, 
lots of lots of soldiers out and about. I'd say I'd say be careful of that, but stay out of their way and they should leave you be. Leave the leave the roads a mighty a mighty fine mess though. Soldiers in the area. Has Essie heard any is this like prepping for war type of thing or is there something else going on? Well, in fact, war has started. So there was I don't know exactly when, right? But fairly recently, war <clears throat> war broke out between the Empire and its biggest neighbor, the Kryn Dynasty. So they're mobilizing already, huh? Indeed. Right. Thanks for the uh Yeah, thanks for the advice. We'll we'll steer clear, you know how soldiers can be. Ah, travel safely. All right, you as well. Uh hope you're staying the dashes. Good for your business. Ah, uh, thank you kindly, ma'am. Of course. She'll she'll head on back towards I don't know if Kit was by her or she, she, no. she continued. Kit was Kit had not. She she'd stopped. She she's kind of like pulling her cloak too a little bit like uh closer and she will just wait for you. Yeah, Essie will pick up the pace and canter on, on up until she's abreast and then slow down again and their soldiers already out and about after the, the declaration of war. Whew. Well, uh, I'm not too fond of the soldiers. I've seen the press games in the city and you don't think we're in danger, do you? Nah, we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. I, I'm very familiar with these roads and and of course, uh, I don't have a ton of dealings with the soldiers, but um, she'll kind of, you know, get out like her own family crest that she's got. They'll probably leave us alone. Benefits of the family name. Yeah, it's funny, huh? I want to make my own way in the world, but I still got to rely on it a little bit. But it's got its perks. As you as you continue your journey, getting getting closer towards lunch, uh, you stop for a minute just to let the horses rest, grab yourselves a snack, and you see as you're as you're resting. Well, first you hear it, right? There is there is somebody, and they are driving their horses. They are they are driving their horses. So you can hear you can hear hooves pounding as over a ridge not two hundred feet back, three riders crest the ridge and they are they are moving down kid, the road. Kid, I think we should get on our horses. Are they so they're coming from Zadash? They are. They're moving north Do along the road. They look familiar. You look, but they're a little far. For you to see well. Can I I pull I I reach into my bag and out comes a spyglass. And she's just gonna put it, extend it, and take a peek at them. Yeah, great. Um, I won't even need a perception check, honestly. So you've got you've got three three riders. There are there are two humans and a half orc, and they look, these are rough looking folks these are rough looking folks every one of them you see carrying a sword 
they're wearing armor they look they look like they've been on the road uh, they've been on the road a bit or they're just kind of grimy in general and they are moving the horses look like they've been working are they moving like directly towards us well that you're on a, a road so there's only the one road heading this way so there's there's nowhere else they could be heading we're at mount up kit we gotta be on if we need to get out of here she'll yes, just off? swing up swing up on her horse move off the road so you are off the road a little bit. So there's okay. a little hill. There's a tree. There was some shade. wasn't a bad spot to have lunch. As you put the, as you put the spyglass away, they are now they are now close, right? They are yeah. they're within range. You see, they they mm -hmm. slow down as they get a little bit closer, and um, as you and immediately mount up. She does not want to meet the. She wants to be ready to to run if they need to. Yeah, they are they are certainly looking at you. I'll acknowledge and, them. And they continue to the move. Hand wave. Uh, Just in like a polite sort of thing, but she's wary. Right. <clears throat> as they they keep coming, they keep coming closer. And as they do, you see the the one in the lead, the the half orc. She reaches into her cloak. She grabs something and she looks at it. And then she puts it back. And then she looks up, she goes. Meryl. Hale, you're riding. You're riding hard. You looking for something? Indeed. What you looking for? Uh, she, uh, as she gets closer, they kind of stop, and you see the two other riders each begin to like circle out a little bit. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna let them get to my back, and she's gonna be, she's gonna be slinging a happy ending down. Just, just quietly, like she's gonna say. As you, as you kind of casually, say, you can say to my casually face. shoulder. You see each of them move in such a way that their their sword is now more accessible. Um, Listen, I don't, I don't know who the, you are, but you don't, you don't want to mess with us. The woman looks at you, and she goes, "How about this? How about you mind your business and your friend there?" takes that hood off her head. How about you go to hell? She's just going to say, you cannot, you cannot harass the nobility of Zadash. Get on out of here. As you say, how about you go to hell? She looks, she goes, you first and draws oh. her sword. <laughs> can I, I'll swing. Can I get a shot off? So you're not going to be able to get the drop on him, but okay. we can. Roll ourselves some initiative. All right. Oh my gosh, the first initiative. <laughs> oh god. Guess what, you guys? Oh, not bad. The natural one. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, um, I don't know what happened. I was so ready. Oh. Uh, so that's a total of five. One. Oh my gosh. Kit is not prepared for this. All right, so five for Essie, and what was Kit's? 19. 19. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, they, oh, they draw swords. Immediately. Oh, my gosh. You see the, the two other riders? While they've drawn swords, you can see crossbows just there on their, mm. on their horses. And 
All right. The woman in front, uh, as as you say, go to hell, she shouts you first and she spurs her horse and rides up alongside you, Essie. She right. pulls out her sword along the way and begins slashing at you. So give me just a moment. Armor class is 17. Excellent. So you begin slashing at you. That's a, that's a lot. 17, you said? 17. Yeah, so she comes in and she is fast. Like her sword is darting out, slash, slash, but you avoid it. The third one, third one gets you. Um, a reaction shield. Okay. F uh, so that, plus five, so it's a 22. In 22, my yeah. 22. So the third one is about, you can see it's getting ready to connect. The blade's coming towards your face and... Essie's just gonna like reach up in this this almost like arcane energy is gonna flash up and just take the hit as it flashes off. She's gonna say, "No, you don't. This is this is my territory." Right, and with that, we have one of the other two. So one of the others uh, spurs his horse towards uh, towards you, Kit, and he tries to he tries to grab you. Yeah, he tries to grab you. So I need you to make an acrobatics roll to avoid being grabbed by this person. I'm going to use my... Am I? Oh, yes. I'm going to go ahead and use my... Um... Inspiration? What? Yes, thank you. I'm so nervous no right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, that's good that I did that. Um, that's a 13... Plus six, so 19 acrobatics. They almost get you. They're clearly going to grab your hood off, but you duck You duck right out the way. The other roll uh, was a three, so. <laughs> Kit, it's your go. So let me see. Where are we located? You said the, um, the woman had ridden up next to... Essie. Essie. So one's ridden up next to Essie. One is ridden up next to you. One is probably a solid 20 feet away. Uh, one is probably a solid 20 feet away. You are now both... Well, actually, did you mount up on horseback? Yes. Okay, so you're both on horseback, but two of you are engaged in, in combat. Okay. So she will... She will ride up alongside... Um... Basically, like, what she's going to try to do is, like, so there's there's Essie's horse, then the woman, and she's going to try to ride up along, like, to kind of, like, sandwich. Mm -hmm. And she's going to... Are you going to disengage from the person you're with currently? Oh. Ye because while they tried to grab you yeah. with the one hand, their other is holding a very mean-looking sword. <laughs> Yes, so I will, I can do that as a bonus action. You can. So I will bonus action disengage, and then I will ride up to kind of sandwich the lady, the woman, in between. Um, and I will pull out my little dagger, I've got a dagger, and I will do a little 
like a fast little stabby stabby. Okay. <clears throat> that was a natural one. Oh mm. man. Your horse, your horse not used to combat and all the moves it entails moves at the last minute and you're pulled away and your your uh dagger falls short. Uh, oh. Hitting this woman. Get any sort of advantage if I'm on the other end? She nope. does not. All right. All right. Mm. Anything else okay. for you, kid? Um. Uh, do I get another attack? I Sorry. don't think so. No. No. Okay. You would have then, used your bonus action to disengage. Right. Got you. That's fair. So I will. Mm. Being on horseback, unless you're going to do something special, you're going to keep one hand on the reins. Mm, okay, makes sense. So movement, I will stay where I am and just try to, you know, I'm trying to keep my horse like backed off a little bit, but I'm gonna, I'm trying to keep the horse pressed up against the other horse. You know, I know that it's uh, probably not going to like it, but that's what she's trying to do. She wants yeah, to it. try you're, and you're staying, you're staying close in, right? Keeping the, yeah. the this person, this half orc uh, woman from being able to get away. The yeah. The third, the third person that was there, um, they put away their sword and they pull out their crossbow and they aim it and looks like they're going to shoot at one of you next round <laughs> with that Essie. All right. So she's going to, um, she's going to reach into her, her pouch and pull out a couple objects, which seems kind of silly. Why would you do that? Um, but she has this little device is one of the things that she pulls out and it almost looks like a little mechanical spider. Um, and she's going to use her little tools to do a couple adjustments on the fly. And then she almost like breathes magic into it. And there's this noise as it comes to life. Um, and she's in the same movement. She's going to attach it to the barrel of her musket and in that same action, pull it up and, it will, that same noise, and she's going to fire the force ballista at the woman in front of her. Oh my. Roll with disadvantage because you're using a ranged weapon in melee combat. Yeah. Both of them. Melee? Are... Melee? Okay. Um, uh, does a 14 hit? That's a good question that I should know the answer to. It does not. No. Right. As, you, as you do it, she pushes your... She, she hits your elbow and bumps your shot just off a little bit. All right, all right. Let me just make sure I did that math right. Yeah, it, it goes, don't... it goes, it goes wide of you as you see this strange blast of force energy come come moving past. Um, and then I, <laughs> no, I'll I'll stay. I'm gonna try to position myself where the crossbow guy like where she is between us. So I'm going to use her, my enemy's body as a little bit of cover. And then that is the end of my turn. Absolutely. All right. So the one that tried to get it kit is going to ride up again. And he says, he says, Screw up now. Nobody needs to get killed. And then he cuts at you kit with his sword with a slice uh, and Mrs. Wildly. So he swings at you, but you're able to deftly 
duck out of the way. <laughs> I was well on reflex. Uh, the the half work, however, she is going to she's going to swing a whole bunch. So, moving quickly, her blade like friggin' like lightning lashes out twice at you, uh, twice at you, Essie, and then once at Kit. Great. And all three, like, with that flurry of activity, you're able, the two of you are able to dodge out of the way or parry. One, you, you cut with your rifle or you knock out of the way with your rifle, and it, you're able to keep, keep your, um, grip on your horse. Alright. It's not the first time we've been in Freya and I've been in this situation. It's not. So you've, your Freya's been around, Freya's been around some some combat with you on horseback? Oh, absolutely. Okay. She's my girl. Okay. What about, uh, what about Bryn? So Freya and Bryn, for those watching, if you don't know, Freya and Bryn are Essie's horses. I would say, um, probably. If he's, she usually, um, if they're on the road heavy, they'll alternate and she'll ride one one day and then the second the other day and give a rest, or the other one will be the pack horse for the day. So they're pretty, they're both pretty up on road travel in dangerous situations. Okay. They're steady horses. Okay, good to know. Kit, your go. So, um, yeah, after the strike, comes at her, she's gonna kind of wobble out of the way, um, and she's still got her, her dagger in her hand, so then she's just gonna swing back up and use the momentum to do another really fast little shot with her dagger. Mmm, that is not great. Let's see what that adds up to be. That's a that's a twelve. Which one do you do you go for? Oh, I'm sorry. It's the the woman that's in okay. between. Okay. Yep, us. no problem. Now, so she's she's relatively well armored. Uh, she's wearing she's wearing uh, a chain shirt, mm-hmm. uh, whereas the others seem to be wearing very light leather armor. Should have gone for the other guy. <laughs> okay. Um. So, let's see. What can I do? Because I have my other hand on the reins, so I can't do another. Can I? I can't do another attack. Um, is that correct? Uh, your bonus action. You could be. You could be. If you're holding two daggers, mm-hmm. you could be switching back and forth. Uh, being said, if you make two attacks and there is like a animal handling check, you're going to make it at disadvantage. Okay. Yeah. So she misses that guy or that woman, and. Then the the guy that just rode up alongside her, she's going to try to make an attack on the other side. Absolutely. Okay, that's a little better. That is a 14. No, sorry. Yes, a 14 to hit. You hit? Ah, oh, yes. Now I don't know what I'm doing. So with Essie, with Essie there, you're going to be able to roll your sneak attack. Sneak damage. attack. So roll okay. your normal damage plus your sneak attack. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, that's not bad. That's six points 
um, plus four, so ten. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, your your dagger lashes out at the at the rider, and you catch them, but you catch them right at the throat. Like they've leaned forward. Your dagger slashes across. Uh, you can you can feel hot blood spray out over you and over your over your hand as as you as your hand passes through them the person drops their sword grabs their neck and you see them see them slide around a bit and then then fall off their horse to the ground and lay there slowly dying oh kit is just she's a little stunned um she's not ever <clears throat> killed anyone before so she's just kind of uh she doesn't really know what to do but she, yeah she's not gonna move she's just kind of staring at the the guy on the ground uh you hear another figure mayor and a crossbow bolt comes shooting out towards oh. you oh What was your AC? 15. 15. A crossbow bolt sticks into you, and you take nine points of piercing damage <laughs> as it as it goes through your shoulder. Okay. Ah. Essie, here go. Essie's going to look up at the the figure who just shot her friend she's gonna say i told you where i sent mayor and she's gonna lift her her musket up and take a shot at the guy down south again roll with disadvantage because you're still in melee combat with uh with that woman all right then i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna get out of i'm gonna take the opportunity attack and right away okay you're gonna move some distance great Mm -hmm. they do swing at you yep and that is a hit I'll take it. You take eight points of All piercing right. damage as the sword sinks into your thigh, cutting open, cutting open a, a oh. decent-sized wound. That's all right. So she's, it's like almost her, her and Freya have been through a lot. So as Freya's going, she just like takes a deep breath and <sighs> release, and then fires her musket uh, with this giant <laughs> shot. That's a twenty to hit. That is a hit. 13 points of piercing damage. Your shot, uh, your shot hits them. Can you tell me how they die? Yeah, exactly. Um, she, it's, it's almost interesting, you know, while Kit's a little shaken with killing somebody, Essie, there's there's this moment where one of those lenses will just like sneak down over her glasses and she center shot directly to the heart just takes him out and he flies off the saddle to to land and then she will immediately like swing her musket up to the second one and it'll she'll hear or she'll hear that noise it's like and this little device that she has on the end of her musket's gonna gonna fire for a 17 plus six so that's a hit 23 um and then this is like force energy is gonna just shoot out from this little object 
um, and she's going to take five points of force damage and be knocked um, five feet in the opposite direction. So I'm, I'm yeah. assuming it might blow her off the horse. Yeah, it does. So you see her as it as she's focused on on Kit getting ready to getting ready to bring her sword down. Your shot takes her in the side, and she gets blown off her horse, falls and lands badly and is laying there on the ground. Can you tell me how much force damage you did? Uh, that was five points before Five points. Yep. Um, okay. Can I... Um, nah, I, won't, I won't run her down. That's fine. I'll stay Well, the I horse am. is in the way. And actually, with that, Essie and Kit, I need you each to make an animal handling check. You two with advantage. Well, I'm sorry. It would have been with advantage. Kit, it's going to be neutral for you because you have two two hands wielding daggers and you took your you took your hands off the reins Natural the point. other horses begin uh the horse that kit you killed you killed the apparently mayhor on um it seems steady and stable but the other two both both panic in fact we're gonna say there's a 50 percent chance that the one panicked horse is going to run over that lady on the ground. <laughs> that's what I was going to do. <laughs> I was going to run her down. I was like, okay, that's a little bloodthirsty. <laughs> yeah, so it moves It moves past you, Essie, and it doesn't go towards uh, doesn't go towards the woman on the ground, but all right. Um, you do now have a clear check. run if you want to run it down next time. I'm sorry. I was a natural 20 for an animal. Okay. I rolled a 13. Great. Okay, so you're both able to keep control of your horses, and it doesn't matter if they were able to keep control of their horses because they're either dead or not on their horses. <laughs> In fact, none of them are on their horses at this point. That's uh, it's a good day for horses, I guess. All right. With that, we are back at the woman on the ground. So the woman on the ground uh, picks herself up, looks around. Uh, Kit, she tries to grab you and pull you down onto the ground. So she tries to just grab you and yank you down. So I need you to roll a, I need you to roll a, well, it's up to you, athletics or acrobatics. That's a 16. So you're, she grabs you, but you kick off and, uh, and she's unable to maintain a grip on you. It is your go. So yeah, she she tries to grab me. Um, I use my my the, the heel of my boot to just uh, push off of her chest, and then so she's on the ground. She's like standing, but like on the ground next to my horse. Is that correct? Yes, that's exactly right. So so you can um, actually attack with advantage because you have that height from horseback. Nifty, cool. Okay, so yeah, so she pushes off, and then she's just going to um, take her. Uh, she's gonna take her dagger and um, stab again, but she's she's going for like this part. Remember when we right. said this part here <laughs> between the head and the shoulder? Right. That's yeah. the neck. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she's gonna stab stab that part right there, and she's got a nine plus six 15 that doesn't hit doesn't that is a hit oh it is awesome cool take her out so hit. i don't have my 
I'm not. She's not in melee, so I don't have my sneak attack damage. You had advantage, so you may do oh, sneak attack damage. Yes. Nice. <laughs> cool, cool. So that was. Oh, that's not good though. That's three, four, five, nine. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, absolutely. So you stab her. So you plunge your dagger in. Uh, you cut her. She snarls at you. Uh, she snarls at you, and she's got one hand trying to grab you, and she, you see her gra- getting ready to, to get after you with your sword, or with her sword. So, um, checking my... I can use... Hmm, I can't, because I've already used my bonus action to, dis- to attack again, so I can't use my bonus action to disengage, right? No. So... Did you attack twice this time? But you only attacked the once. Oh, you're right. I only attacked once. I will bonus action disengage. I'm doing great here. I'm so nervous. <laughs> I will bonus action disengage. And um, she's just going to, like, use her boot again to kind of, like, push off and move the horse. Let me look at this. Where? So is that where Essie is? Yeah, Essie's a bit north of you. 10, 15 like, north. Just, like, a couple, like, okay, a couple squares away. Um... Yeah, she's just gonna move like about 10 feet north um, so that she's not really far away. She doesn't wanna like run away, but um, she's gonna move. And then she's going to, she's gonna look over at Essie and say, should we run? All right, well, Essie, good timing. It's your go. Are you gonna run? Essie's gonna say, it's always my policy to finish what I started. And she's gonna bring up her musket and she's center mass, lining up a shot, and she's gonna take it. AC 15. Uh, 16 to hit. There you go, you hit. Simult- oh, terrible damage. Um, five points of piercing damage from the shot. And at the same time, like, it's almost like this it's the crack of the the musket followed by this whirring noise as force energy continues as well as her bonus action she's gonna fire her um, thing for the same um 16 so that's six points of force damage and five points of piercing damage in her round and five points of piercing okay yeah folks if you're watching think of a good force cannon noise i'm thinking zoop but we could probably improve on that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I always imagine because I always think it's like a pulse cannon. If anyone's mm-hmm. done like a math, played Mass Effect, where it's like this <laughs> noise, Ooh. where it like it, yes. it really ready, like almost like revs up before it. Destroys. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's pretty, I'll practice that not on the internet. Sorry, folks. And then, uh... <laughs> I've been practicing it off the internet for a little while now. Right. Excellent. Excellent. Great. So you hit him. Uh, she stumbles back, but is still is still on her feet. Bad feet. Uh, um, I see not that. Uh, she's going to put some distance. Um, no, actually, um, her friend got hurt. She's going to put herself between. She's just going to loop Freya around. She's going to say, all right, come on, girl. It's not the first time. And she's just going to, like, ready herself. She's going to say, I finished what I start. 
So the woman looks at you, sees this, sees the still standing uh, horse of one of her one of her companions, turns, runs, jumps up super athletically, lands on the horse, and drives it towards uh, you and Kit. And then she rides up, uh, and she uh, Kit. At this point, as you've been riding around, uh, and, and as you've been moving around, your hood now is blown back, and uh, and she stares at you, Kit. And she goes, she says, you'll be coming with me. Oh. And uh, and begins to cut at both of you. So again, we're doing two cuts for SE, one for, uh, one for Kit. All right, Kit, that's a... Why is this so hard for me? I can do that. <laughs> I know numbers. Uh, yeah, that's a 20 to hit you. Definitely you take, hits. So that the blade, the blade uh, cuts into your side and you take, you take seven piercing damage. <laughs> I see one of those, one of those is going to hit you and it may hit you even if you use, even if you use your shield. I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, you take eight points of piercing damage. As the sword, as the sword comes uh, cutting across your side. All right. All right, Kit, you go. Oh, okay. So she's going to. Does the does the woman look like pretty injured, or does she still? She does. Look... Yeah, she looks okay. she looks beat up, but strong and tough. She's on her horse now. She and she's right next to me. Um, Kit's gonna look at her and say, "Who are you? What do you want with me?" And she's going to she's going to attack again with her dagger. Oh, okay, that's good. That is a twenty-one to hit. That hits. Okay, and is sh are we in melee? Do I get my sneak attack? Okay. You do. Perfect. Oh, that's very good. That's 16 points. What? Oh my god. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> you, uh, you cut her... You cut her badly uh, with your dagger. Like it sinks deep into her thigh, and uh, you can see blood welling out of the wound immediately, beginning to, to coat the side of her horse. Uh, she's been shot. She's been smashed. She's fallen. Uh, she's she's in rough shape. When the dagger's I... still in her thigh, uh, Kit's gonna look at her and just be like, "Tell me who you are and who sent you," and then she's gonna jerk it out. She looks at you, she goes, I'd rather die, you know, <laughs> you, you know, you know, spawn. And, oh, uh, rude. Yeah. Yeah. And Essie, you go. Essie will say, I can make that happen, you muck sucker. Um, and she's gonna, she, <laughs> she, she is going. If you didn't have it for using one of my made up insults. <laughs> So she is going to she is going to scoot back um, a little bit to get some space. Um, okay. So again, she slices I'll, at you. I'll take it. Yep. 
that's a 17. Shield. Uh, reaction, yeah. again, she just, this arcane energy just flies up and she's gonna say, you're not a match for me. And then she's gonna mercilessly sight down her, the barrel of her gun, and that's a oh, 23 to hit. That hits. Better damage, uh, so that's 11 points of piercing damage. And then again, she's just gonna fire her force. Natural 19 plus 6. That hits. Same only round. Have to get a 15. Oh man, almost max damage this round. Um, nine points of force damage. As you discharge the second shot, so the bullet takes her through the neck, the force cannon hits her in the chest, and you can see, you can hear bones crack as, as it hits deeply, flings her off the back of her horse, and she falls limp to the ground. Is she getting up? Is she at all trying to get up? She does not look like she's ever getting up. All right. Oh, I gave you a warning, as you'll say. The combat Kit's is just, over. It's just like wide-eyed, like looking at Essie, looking at the bodies, like Essie wiping the dagger, the the bloody dagger, like off on her pants. Your clothes, Kit, are soaked in blood already. Both your blood and. A lot of blood from that first person, Mayhor, apparently, who, after you killed them, bled badly, right? You've got blood on your hands. She's looking down at the wound, like, in her side, like... First first order of business, um, Essie, still with adrenaline pumping, she's going to ride up to the one that just fell um, and lean down and poke her with, like, her rifle, her uh, her musket, the tip of her musket, to make see if she's going to be moving. You can see, so you can see her chest cavity is as collapsed in where the force hit her, right? Like she is dead. Lungs aren't moving, you know. All right. That was a, a heavy trauma. You can see, like, as you get closer, you see her eyes, uh, what what light there is fade from her eyes as she sits there, unable to move. I told you not to mess with me. Um, she'll dismount Freya and drop the reins. And as soon as the reins hit the ground, like Freya just stops. She doesn't doesn't move. Um, and she's gonna, she's gonna try to grab underneath her armpits and like drag her off the the road. Yeah. So again, you are you are all a little bit off the road in the place where you where you stopped. Right. Uh, there was a little creek so you could water your horses. Um, but yeah, you can pull them you can pull them back behind the tree. There's some there's some bushes and stuff. And you can you can hide these bodies. There are also three horses. So two of them have bolted, but they didn't go far. Uh, and the other is still there. So there's horses, and there are these folk. But you want to pull you want to pull the bodies off behind the clearing. Yeah, I do a little bit. Get them off the road. I don't want somebody to come across these. Yeah. Just, so as she does, she's gonna say, "Kit, are you all right?" As you as you're pulling her at the way, or as you're pulling at the way, Kit, you're a little bit stunned. <laughs> Right, and you can see something fall out of that woman, fall out of that woman's jacket as she starts getting pulled. As as you walk over and take a look, you see that it is, it is a sketch, and it's a sketch that looks remarkably similar to your face. And with that, we're gonna end it for today. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to keep playing forever. Oh my gosh.